Good evening, everybody. It's lovely to see you. Very warm welcome to Billericay Baptist Church Candle by Candle Light Service 2021. It's obviously been a little while since we last did this, um, so I'm very excited. Um, I hope you feel comfortable here. Um, we just want to thank you for coming, obviously, especially as we know what's going on. Um, and we just hope that tonight we can just spread that little bit of joy where we know that there's lots of concern in the world and in our own lives here tonight. Um, I just wanted to start by saying, obviously, welcome to those in the room, but also welcome to those on the live stream. So this service is being live streamed for those at home, which hopefully watching uh, live tonight. Um, and also, I want to say a special welcome to anyone that's not a regular member or attendee of this church. So a special welcome to you. It's lovely to see you if you're here. Um, it'd be great, you know, to, to uh, make yourself known to those around you if you feel comfortable doing that so we can have a chat with you. That'd be fantastic. Um, and also to those that aren't familiar with the building, just to let you know the most important thing, just in case, if you need the toilet, they are through the doors at the back. I'm sure those of you uh, that come here regularly will know that. Um, just to give a little bit of um, background to what's, being, uh, what's going to happen tonight, um, it's a little bit different, as I'm sure you can see, by the beautiful lighting. Isn't it absolutely beautiful here? It really is stunning, isn't it? It really is absolutely stunning. Um, this is going to be potentially about an hour and a half. We're going to go through some Christmas readings, and we're going to go through some familiar um, Christmas carols. Um, once I kind of finish talking now, um, I'd very much like you to, to know that you can feel empowered to stand up um, when we start singing and to sit down when there will be readings. And there will be readings kind of interspersing the evening. I also want to say that there will be quite a few songs, as those of you who come to these services will know, a dozen or so songs. So please, please feel, um, again, empowered to sit down if you, if you feel tired and if you don't really um, you know, like the whole idea of up and down, up and down. So there will be a little bit of that. Um, also, again, for those that are new, um, we will be singing mostly familiar carols tonight, but there will be, will be one or two songs um, that you may not know. So there's going to be one or two that aren't what I would call traditional carols. They're worship songs, which hopefully those in the church, regular attendees, will know and be familiar with. But again, just to reinforce that message, if you, if you don't know these songs, please do not feel under any pressure to sing them. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy the atmosphere. So... Um, with that, we'll kick off then with our, with our first song, which will be uh, the first Noel. So for hopefully the last time, first and last time, please stand up if you feel comfortable. Um, and from then, then onwards, we'll have readings and songs. Thank you.
everybody, this is Dave, as in Dave and Preeti, and I'm reading this portion of the book of Isaiah from uh, Mumbai in India. I want to wish everybody a very happy Christmas. The reading is the birth of Jesus prophesied from Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 1 to 7. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honour the land of Galilee, of the nations, by way of the sea, beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. And from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. A very happy Christmas to you all.
evening. Micah 5, verses 2 to 4, a ruler is promised. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Stood a lonely castle 
John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. The Word become flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
Billericke. Greetings from Tim and Jenny in Romania. Sorry we can't be with you, but we're glad to be part of your Christmas carols and readings. Our reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, and the title is The Angel Visits Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her.
I'm reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. The Saviour is born. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
Greetings from Southeast Asia, from Matt and Lydia and Clement and Clara, sending you lots of Christmas love and hugs. We are reading Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. The shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Matthew 2, 1-12, The Visit of the Magi After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. 
Very pleasant good evening to you all. Whether you're here in the building or watching this online. If you don't know me, I'm Norbert and I'm one of the elders here at Billericay Baptist Church. What does it mean to belong? The Oxford Dictionary says it means to be in the right or suitable place or to feel comfortable and happy in a particular situation or with a particular group of people. Imagine being disowned by your father because at birth you didn't look like him. And then imagine becoming homeless shortly after birth because your father split with your mom and evicted her. That child was me 50 years ago. I wasn't raised with wealth or resources or any social standing to speak of. I grew up in a working class neighborhood in the inner city of Kingston, Jamaica, where gang warfare and crime were rife. And according to all major statistics around the world, I shouldn't be here. I should have been homeless, a high school dropout, have behavioral disorders, certainly be poor at maths and English, perhaps have drug or alcohol addictions, be a criminal trapped on government benefits, perhaps already attempted suicide. I didn't have many friends at school. Whilst I started well in prep school with my grades and education and so on and in high school, I ultimately finished my A-levels with the poorest grades that I could have imagined. I was also the top two in the top two in the Jamaica National Youth in, in table tennis, and I missed out on representing my country due to a minor technicality. And I also lived in a very poor neighborhood without electricity or running water for many, many years. So when I was 17 years old, I just wanted to give up on everything. I was at my lowest ebb. I didn't want to go to university. And in my little teenage brain, it felt like a culmination of just lots of rejections in my life. I became disillusioned, angry, and depressed. I felt as if I didn't belong anywhere or to any group or to anyone. But thankfully, it wasn't all doom and gloom. I am an example of what's possible when a child is loved and nurtured by the people around him. I was surrounded by extraordinary role models, teachers, pastors, my uncle, and others who taught me about what it means to be a man, to be a leader, to be a dad, to be a friend. And of course, my mom, who taught me the most important values, like prayer, to do that always, have compassion, have integrity, 
perseverance is so key as well. And all of that wrapped up in an unconditional love that only a mom can provide. But even better than all of that, most of all, I became a Christian. A few school friends introduced me to Youth for Christ, which is a worldwide Christian movement working with young people whose main purpose is evangelism and missionary work. And at Youth for Christ, I found a new energy, a new enthusiasm. I sensed, I had a new sense of belonging right there for the first time, perhaps in my life, but certainly for a while. It was so wonderful to see young people from all walks of life and so many different denominations worshiping God together with vavavoom, with enthusiasm, with a sense of belonging and purpose. And after gap year, well, certainly there was no such thing as a gap year back in the Caribbean, and certainly not in the 80s. But I decided to go to university with a renewed zeal for life. I could smile again. And when I became a Christian, I had a new sense of purpose. I discovered that I had a voice and I had talents, artistic talents and so on. Things that I didn't know that I had. And whilst I almost failed all my A-levels, I buckled down in my schoolwork and graduated top of my class in both my first degree in Jamaica. I also won a scholarship to come here in the UK and do a world-class master's, and I finished top of my class in London. But so what? Why did I share that? It's not to brag or to highlight a rags-to-riches story, but I shared it to highlight that Whatever your personal circumstances tonight, whether you're rich or poor or you have a job or not or whatever it is, you might have a family or not, this Christmas, you can only truly know that you belong and have a sense of purpose when you give your life to Christ. This is why we celebrate Christmas. We just sang, it's more than just about a baby. It's more than just about a promise or a story that's told once a year. We celebrate because Jesus came for two massive, massive reasons. First of all, so that we could have a full life. In John chapter 10, verses 9 to 10, Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have life to the full. The second reason is so that Jesus could give us his Holy Spirit, so that we could belong to him. Romans 8 verse 9 says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, they do not belong to God. Christ came for these two main reasons, that we could 
belong to him and live life to the full. Amen? Amen. Amen. But how can we have a sense of belonging? How can we belong to Christ and live life to the full when there is so much darkness, so much evil in this world? This Christmas, remember that when Jesus was born, there was darkness all around. There was no sense of belonging at all. Israel was a fractured nation with Pharisees and Sadducees and all other leaders kind of trying to fight each other in order to lead different people. There was spiritual darkness. The Israelites hadn't heard the word of God for over 400 years. King Herod was in power and wanted Jesus killed. Jesus came through a virgin. And we all know how babies are born, right? (laughs) Joseph was thinking about divorcing Mary. And they were potentially worried that he'd grow up being ridiculed. And people were expecting a Messiah to be this king riding in on a big, white, massive horse with a crown on his head. What such a disappointment. Isaiah 61. Jesus read a part of this when he stood up in the synagogue in Nazareth. He unrolled the scroll and read this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. You see, Jesus knows exactly what darkness looks like. From his birth in the manger, straight through to the dark and ugly death on the cross. Just over 2,000 years ago, Jesus stepped into our darkness and brought light and belonging to the world. And today, there is hope for us. No matter how dark it may be, with COVID-19, with the Omicron variant, you know, on the rise, with sickness and grief and and modern-day slavery and lots of other evil in this world, Jesus is the light who shines in our darkness and has come to live in those who give their lives to him. So there's a call to action tonight. If you're not yet a Christian, what are you waiting for? (laughs) In the book of Ecclesiastes, it said that Solomon was the wisest, richest man with many wives and girlfriends, and he was king, and he had everything that people would call success. But he realized right in the first chapter of that book in Ecclesiastes, he realized that it was all meaningless without God. A chasing, a mere chasing after the wind. And if you're not connected and you don't belong to God, 
than your job, your education, your pleasures, your wealth, success, don't really matter that much. And you're, in a sense, just kind of going through the motions. You see, Christ steps into this dark world so that you might have light. Light in your life means having fun and true joy and happiness in Christ and finding your purpose and your belonging. So I urge you, if you're not yet a Christian, give your life to Christ today. Don't wait until it's too late. And if you want to trade darkness for light in your life, then why don't you just pray this simple prayer with me? In just a moment, it will just take a minute if you're not yet a Christian. Dear God, I've had many dark days in my life, and I know now that I need your light in my life. I need your light to heal and guide me so that I can belong to you and live life to the full. I confess that I have sinned against you, and I ask for your forgiveness. I open my life to the light of your love. I want to accept you as God's Christmas gift to me. I humbly ask you to accept me into your family of grace, not because I deserve it, but because I put my faith in your love and your light. I ask this in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer to accept Jesus, please speak to me or any one of us at the end of the service if you'd like to take that first step in building your relationship with God. And then finally, finally, if you are a Christian, you've not got away with taking an action, right? Is Jesus the light guiding your life in your relationships, in your plans, in your activities? Or are you just busy going through the motions? So easy to just get into a rut and just leave Jesus out. Be the light. I challenge us to step out of our comfort zones. Be like Christ and be the light that steps into someone else's physical, mental, and emotional darkness. Let us be the hope for those who don't feel like they belong anywhere or to a group or to anyone. Can you imagine a world where people know that they belong to Christ no matter what their circumstances are? Imagine the joy and happiness Jesus feels when we are breaking down barriers to reach the fatherless and the homeless, the destitute, the poor, the divorcees, the widows, the helpless, and so many others who need light in their darkness. What role will you play to bring bright, a bright light into this world? Amen.
everyone. Um, am I on? I am. Um, evening, everyone. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for, for coming, whether you are online um, or whether you're in the building. It is so great um, to see you. It's been an amazing evening. And I just want to thank um, the, uh, the band, everyone who's kind of put everything together, for those people who have contributed. Um, it's just been amazing. Um, so uh, thank you so much. Um, I'm just about to close, um, and then there are going to be some refreshments afterwards. Um, I just want to leave us with a couple of thoughts. Advent is a time of, uh, that we call this period before Christmas, and it's a time of watching and wanting. And so often in life, we can watch and want for things. Um, and uh, when I was young, I watched and want for things that my parents would uh, see on my Christmas list. And I've grown older, that list has become much smaller, and it's not really a list anymore. And sometimes we can watch and want and wait for things. And sometimes those things happen and sometimes they don't. And just as Norbert was kind of speaking to us about in terms of uh, the reason why we're coming here, the reason why we're singing carols, the reason why we are listening to the Bible and to what God says is because there is something that we watch and want for that is more and better and always more satisfying than any of those things on any list. And so just as we kind of come to this time of busyness and so much joy and excitement, sometimes it doesn't always feel joyful. Sometimes it may not feel hopeful. Sometimes it may feel that there are things that we are wanting and waiting for that haven't happened. But just as Norbert has said tonight, we believe in a God who knows all those things. And just as we've been speaking about right at the start, Emmanuel, God with us. That wasn't God with us 2,000 years ago in a stable or when he grew up and became a man and died on a cross, but we believe it's God with us right now. So I don't know all the circumstances that you have in your life right now, but I do know that there is a God who loves you, a God who is hopeful for you, a God who has got peace to bring you this season, whatever that looks like. And so just as we kind of come into land this evening, just take a moment and just say, God, I need you in this situation. I need you to be my hope. I might need you to be my peace. I need you to be joyful with me in whatever circumstance in life. And believe me, and so many people can acknowledge this, that when we pray that, God is with us. Because he's not just Emmanuel then. He's not just God with us then, he's God with us now. So I'm just going to pray for us, um, and, uh, and then we're going to close this evening. So if you feel able to, close your eyes, and we're going to pray. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Father, I thank you that you are a God who is with us. And when we call on you and when we ask you to be with us, you are always there. So, Father, I pray that you would hear those things we've prayed just now we've talked to you about in our hearts that you would hear those and that you would come and be with us in whatever situation we are in.
Father, I thank you that you're a God who loves us and who brings us hope and peace and joy and a purpose for life. Thank you that you bring that to each one of us in whatever circumstance we're in. Thank you, Father. Amen. So I just want to thank you um, for coming. Um, I want to wish you a really peaceful Christmas and New Year. Um, Do stay. I know the hatch has just opened. So for those of you here anyway, um, you can come and enjoy some refreshments, um, food and drink. For those of you who are online, I wish you equally um, a kind of happy Christmas. And uh, thank you very much for coming. Thank you.